from the Thai Cats Audio Network. This is Thai Cats Today with Louie Butko. Yes, it is Thai Cats Today for a Monday, August the 15th, 2022. Thai Cats Today on the Thai Cats Audio Network. Louie Butko here with you. Hope you had a great weekend. And I, I know you had at least a good weekend because it started off on the right note with a big. Win on Friday night over the Argos. Yes, the Ticats improved to 3-6 and six on this season with their Week 10 victory. 34-27 the final. Matthew Schultz uh, leading the way. Coming back from injury in the uh, fourth quarter. Well, maybe not injury, but something flared up. We'll hear from him. We'll hear from uh, head coach Orlando Steinauer. And uh, we'll hear from Lawrence Woods third as well, because he had himself a one heck of a game. Finishing with 222 yards uh, on returns, averaging 25.5 yards per return on punt return, averaging 23 yards on a kickoff return. So yeah, uh, Lawrence Woods had himself a game. He would have had a touchdown, but it was called back on a holding call. And we're not going to talk about officiating. The Tigers won, uh, so we won't waste our time uh, you know, dissecting each individual call that was made. Uh, but I do want to hear from you. You can always let me know on Twitter how you're feeling about this team at Louis B underscore TV. Uh, I did take Twitter this morning. Wanted to know how you're feeling about the cats right now, because you know what? This is the halfway point of the season. We are nine games down and there are nine games left to go. So yeah, the Thai cats have reached the halfway point. So throughout the week, we'll be giving out uh, some grades. Uh, we'll get your thoughts as well. Uh, you can always let me know, like I said, how you're feeling at Louis B underscore TV. Uh, you could be like Jared Breyer, who is cautiously optimistic. That's what he said on Twitter. This past game, they started doing the things they should have been doing earlier, playing four quarters, mixing up the offense. Uh, if they can rack up a string of wins in the next few weeks, we can pull off a home playoff game. Uh, Jim Martin at Latouton says, after Friday, cautiously optimistic. We control our own destiny, win the next two games, and we're first in the East. Woods is becoming deadly on the returns, and I can only imagine things will get better as people return from injury. We've got momentum, just need to keep it. Uh, you could be taking a more pessimistic tone, like our friend Paul Henderson at Hendy759. Uh, he says, not near good enough. Defense is fine and playing well. You can't be on the field all of the time. Play calling remains. Uh, they use the word pathetic here. Uh, not sure if I agree with that one. O-line is huge problem as well. I really think the O-line is, is not a problem. Uh, I, I don't think uh, the Argos had very many sacks, uh, but you're entitled to your opinion, uh, Paul, and we appreciate you uh, you listening. Uh, you do end it with good thing that East is a tire fire this year. So I'm not going to censor you. You know, you guys have your opinions. Uh, as coaches always said this. This is a. Uh, this is sports entertainment business, uh, so you're always entitled to your opinion. Uh, like Jordan, at Jordan Bonimo 97 he says, Somewhat hopeful. They have the talent to make another great cup run, especially with how open the East is. But injuries, turnovers, and second-half meltdowns are a problem. The opportunity is still there, and the team is capable. The next three games can make or break this season. Uh, and you can be like uh, Professor John Miller STSD. Uh, at J Miller Stats, hmm, I don't know if that's a real Twitter account. Uh, maybe, maybe somebody, maybe it's somebody's uh, burner account. Uh, not, not naming any names or any former offensive linemen. Uh, but he, at Professor uh, John Miller at J Miller Stats says, confused. That's definitely the feeling. All right, still ahead, we're going to hear from RJ Broadhead. He had the call on Friday night, but uh, as we normally do here, let's uh, get some post game reaction. Let's start with the head coach and president of football ops. Here's Orlando Steinauer as he spoke 
after the game on Friday. Yeah, it, obviously. It's an Eastern Division opponent. Uh, they were up on us 1-0 in the season series, and um, it was extremely important. And so, you know, that's, that's what I could say about it. It was important uh, to get the two points. Yeah, I can't say enough great things about Matt. It's one of the reasons that we went after him in the offseason. We thought he was a guy that showed poise, played in big games. And as we spoke to him in the offseason and courting him in free agency, it became very apparent that he was a natural leader, a very smart, uh, grounded individual. And, uh, you know, with other few, few other phone calls, just thought that that was our guy. And like I said before, there were other suitors for Matt. Uh, which is a credit to him and, and what other people see in him. So, yeah, credit credit to Matt. I think he did a, a fantastic job. We didn't think he was going to return. Um, but I think that would also be discounting the rest of the football team and how everybody else stepped up. Um, the quarterback uh, is always going to be the focal point. But I can't say enough great things about the rest of the football team and the coaching staff and the job they did to put us in position to win this football game. Absolutely. He's tough. And Jamie showed great poise uh, in the preseason, which is kind of why he was there. And, you know, we have another great one in, in Jalen Morton behind that we were prepared maybe to use in short yardage, even these situations if Jamie had to finish, which is the way we were trending. That's kind of the word that we got from the medical staff was that, you know, that he wasn't going to return. So, um, you know, and it's, it's tough as a play caller, too. And you're right. They did know. And he's going to take shots, right, when you're when you get when you're going to run it like that. And they know it. You're going to take shots. So um, and also little things that nobody taught. He took care of the football also. You know, just so proud of him, uh, of Lawrence. He he is uh, he's tough and he's not a huge guy, but he's tough. He's not afraid to stick his head in the blender and he will continue to do it and continue to do it uh, for his teammates and for this organization. So, um, you know, I thought there were some very good, great blocks out there, but I think he did a great job of isoing the ball up the field. And then when an opportunity presented itself to make somebody miss, uh, it was very important. And of course, his speed speaks for itself once he gets outside. Well, Dylan is uh, a guy that was sought after by a lot of teams. And, you know, we're fortunate that he chose to stay here in Hamilton. And he is a leader, you know, but not just by emotion, right? He sits in the front row every day, his notepads open, things that nobody knows about, right? And he just keeps going and demands excellence uh, from his teammates, holds them accountable, and he plays hard too. You can't do that as a leader if, if you're not exemplifying that. So credit the whole D-line. I thought, uh, you know, obviously there were some situations there where we knew they were going to pass, so we should be able to get off the ball pretty good. Um, you know, they try to keep us off balance a little bit with a couple of screens. But for the most part, I thought we were able to uh, just not let them extend plays back there. Um, I know it happened late in the game, but actually two guys, um, injury status, Seontay Evans and, uh, and Jamal Rule. Jamal was right at the end of the game. Mm -hmm. Do you have any information on that? I don't. No. I don't. Yeah, Seth is a guy that just has a natural stroke, and we saw this in training camp. And You know, it's always ratio. It wasn't like uh, he actually got beat out. It was just a decision that we made ratio-wise early in the year. And just where we were at with this 2022 football team, we needed to get some results consistently, uh, even if it is a field goal. Um, down the stretch, and so you don't ever know if things are going to work out, and there's a lot of season left. Right? There's a lot of season left. 
but that was a clutch kick at the end. And, and uh, you know, he's just a real level-headed guy. He's a great teammate. He's made big kicks in college. And we just uh, hope this is just him scratching the surface. That is the head coach and president of football operations, Orlando Steinauer, talking after Friday's win. Lots of nice things to say about Matthew Schiltz, about Dylan Wynn and uh, Lawrence Woods, and then about Seth Small there at the end, who is, yeah, looked really good uh, in his return to the Hamilton Tiger Cats. He looked good at camp. Coach mentioned that there too. Uh, but he has uh, 12 of 13. He hit one from over 30 uh, this week. He had a couple from over 30 uh, this past week. So, yeah, he's he's looking good. And the Ticats happy with their kicking situation. Mike Domagala has been doing a great job punting. And uh, really, that was one of those games that all three facets of the game, offense, defense, special teams, uh, really helped lead the Ticats to victory. Ticats fans, it's time to ride on our strength. From now until October 13th, purchase four eligible Hercules passenger or light truck tires to receive a $100 Ticats rewards card and be entered to win our road trip sweepstakes. Available at participating Active Green and Ross Ontario locations or visit HerculesTires.com slash A-G-R rewards. All right, let's uh, get some more post-game sound. Uh, let's hear from the quarterback, Matthew Schiltz, who uh, led the team to a victory. Not numbers that are going to jump off the page at you, for, uh, but uh, you know he got the win. He found Tim White late uh, and uh, led the Ticats to a victory. And uh, here's what he had to say, talking about why he left the game in the uh, third quarter. Here, Here's what Matthew Schiltz had to say after the game on Friday. Uh, I just had to get looked at by the trainers uh right. training staff something flared up and they wanted to make sure i was good to go and um after checking me out everything was good and was able to come back in yeah so you feeling good i gather it was your leg somewhere yeah lower body injury, lower. so but okay. was right. able to but you were able to get that big pass deep to tim yep so feeling great yeah i think you hit it on the head it's just the mentality of going into those situations in the second half obviously we were down and uh it was going to rely on us right we we're down at halftime, so the offense needed to put up points to win the football game. And uh, you just kind of have to flip that switch and, and get the boys going. And and uh, just proud of the way all the guys fought. And Jamie came in, played played really well, um, had some big plays for us, and, and handled his situation as good as I've seen anybody handle that. So it was a truly team effort and was just so proud of the way everybody fought and played. Yeah, I mean, in that, but also just stepping in unexpectedly when right. an injury takes place. You know, we talk about yeah. it in the quarterback room all the time. You just got to be ready, whether right. you're starting, whether you're the backup. You got to be a microwave when you go in there. Like, he had no ace snaps this week, right? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, we only had one week one or practice. one day of practice right. and some walkthrough reps. So, um, just the way he was able to go in there, make some big plays in the third quarter, and then make those plays in the fourth quarter on that big run there on the short yardage to set us up for a touchdown was incredible. So he's got a bright future in this league. I mean, we kind of hit on it earlier in the week, just getting that continuity with the O-line. And uh, they're really starting to mesh and, and play well together. And we're getting our calls in. And um, they're providing great running lanes, providing a great pocket. Running backs are stepping up in protection. And receivers are making some big catches in traffic. And um, to win in this league, you got to be able to obviously throw the football. you got to be able to run the football in those situations when they're giving it to us. So um, the whole team's kind of kind of meshing right now. So we're excited to see where it goes. Yeah, I mean, that's a critical situation. You know, we thought we had a, had a big play, explosive touchdown on special teams. And um, whenever you get those plays as an offense, that helps. And obviously as a defense, it's just a huge play for the team. But, uh, you know, when that situation comes back, kind of hit on it with Steve, it's the mentality that, yeah, it didn't go our way, but we got to 
put our foot in the ground and, and move forward and go. So I was just proud of the way we responded as an offense. That is Matthew Schiltz as he spoke after the game. And uh, one more piece of a post-game sound to get to. Let's hear from Lawrence Woods the third. Uh, he was named the uh, game's top performer uh, by the Ticats Audio Network. Here's what he had to say after the game. We play a full game. I mean, who wouldn't be tired? But if we had to strap up and lace up again, hey, by all means, I'm going to do it. I mean, yeah, like, I mean, as the game going on, like, yeah, I feel, I feel the atmosphere and, like, what's going on, like, in my, like, responsibility as a special team player. But, I mean, every time I hit the field, it's like it's a new, it's a new beginning. So every time I hit the field, I just think, all right, catch the ball and score. That's, that's my job as, as a specialist. Definitely. Um, so uh, I had a little misslip uh, last week uh, when I was, we was in Toronto. So now it's like uh, when I was at practice, I just uh, made sure every week I got in traffic, I iron cross, make sure I head on to the ball tight so no uh, more mishaps happen like that. No, regardless, like, even regardless if Dane was playing or if we had Matt playing, personally, for me, I always feel like I want get, to get the ball and score. Or if I'm on uh, if I'm on punt, I want to get down there and tackle the guy. So it's like my mindset really doesn't change. It's more of like a, a one mindset throughout the whole game, regardless of what special teams I'm on. I mean, it was very important for us just because we had to establish a lot of things, uh, special teams, defense, and offense. We all had to work together and have complementary football so we can come out here and get this win so we can do what we want to do in the, uh, later in the season. It honestly gives everybody like a little, a little bit, a bit of like encouragement, and gives everybody a little bit of confidence boost to let them know, like, <clears throat> regardless, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna keep finishing. We're gonna finish regardless, and we're gonna keep playing hard. I mean, yeah, the uh, callback definitely like uh, put us in a little hole and had a, had some guys just like feeling, I would say, uneasy. You know what I'm saying? Just because we we knew what was gonna happen, but. Uh, Regardless, no matter what, we got to go out there and play. You know what I'm saying? And uh, no matter what momentum happens on, like, an interception, fumble, recovery, whatever, you know what I'm saying, you got to go out there and play. You just got to go out there and play regardless. So that's all I, I uh, command for, just go out there and play. And that is Lawrence Woods the third as he spoke after Friday night's win. And for more on the game, let's hear from the man who called it. That is RJ Broadhead. You can hear him every game day on the Ticats Audio Network alongside Luke Tasker. He also hosts Ticats This Week, uh, which drops every game day eve. And uh, RJ, let's just get right into it. That was a game the Ticats A needed to win, but man, it was great to see them uh, really pull it out in the fourth quarter there. Yeah, it was really a, a storyline that had to come to an end eventually. It was it was actually odd how many games were being lost in the fourth quarter. So when the Ticats were trailing at the half, I think most Ticats fans had maybe a, an uncomfortable feeling, but it was a great second half for the Tiger Cats and outscoring the Argos in the fourth quarter, 17 to three. All it takes is that one game with a good fourth quarter to stop all those questions that the players and, and coaches are, are tired of, of hearing about, but it, it did turn into a story because it just happened so many times. So to be able to finish and get the win against the rivals and be right back in the mix in the East division, it was a, it was a fun night for Ty Cat. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, I think you would have been safe to assume that, you know, that that second half could have gone off the rails because 
Matthew Schultz didn't come out and you were wondering, okay, where, where, where's Matt? Uh, to be fair, Jamie Newman held, held his ground, did a great job in, in, uh, in that third quarter. And then when Schultz was able to get back into it in the fourth, really took over the game. That was odd because it was just came out of the half and Schultz was on the sideline and then had to leave before he even got into a series. So it was a bit confusing. We were trying to, to get some answers. It was a lower body injury of some sort, clearly not serious because he was able to get whatever treatment during the third quarter and return for the fourth. You know, the, the action that Matt Schultz got when Dane Evans was healthy it paid off in that game and Jamie Newman playing that third quarter, maybe that'll pay off down the road as well. Just getting a, a little bit of game action that he probably wouldn't have seen that much if Matt Schultz was healthy for the third quarter. So there's a positive in that. There's a positive that the Schultz came back, seems to be healthy and, and Tiger Cats got the want, got the win. So Coach O is rubbing off on me with all this positivity, <laughs> but it's uh, <laughs> it, it was good. There's a, a lot to be happy about. It was very obvious uh, they had won the game. Just watching the post-game uh, press conference afterwards, <laughs> uh, you've called a lot of exciting players. You know, I think your time, you know, covering the CHL and all the young uh, superstars that you get to get to see develop. Uh, that being said, Lawrence Woods the third. Have you ever called a player, or is can you think of a player that that every time he touches the ball or the puck or the you know whatever it is, yep. you just you just know that I got to be ready for something special here. Yeah, I was lucky enough to call dozens of Connor McDavid's games, and it, you always kind of doing play by play got excited when he got the puck because something might happen, and it is very similar to Lawrence Woods. You look at his numbers, which were amazing on punt returns over 25 and a half yards on average. And that doesn't even include the 87 yard touchdown that that he scored. Unfortunately, it was brought back to a, a holding penalty. But every time he gets it, he, he seems to make something happen. It's exciting. And it, it really adds to how dangerous the, the Tiger Cats can be for the opposition. They have to be on their toes. And and it's when that ball is kicked off, if he gets past that first wave, mm. you'll hear me get excited. Ticats fans should get excited because he's he's got past the first wave and he spotted a hole. And once he's going, he's pretty tough to bring down. And actually, a couple of times, I, I, I think Beattie and Haggerty made tackles on, on Lawrence Woods, the, the kicker and the punter. Otherwise, he might have had a couple more touchdowns in, in that game. So... He is so fun to watch, and he's really a game changer. It really, really helps win the game with that field position. It's it's so crucial and often gets overlooked. We've talked about the offense. We've talked about the defense, or we've talked about the special teams. Let's talk about the defense because, I mean, that is that has always been the strength of this Ticats team for as long as I've been covering it. So, you know, going back five, six, seven years. Uh, but they had one of those games where – they made the big play when they needed to. It was really exciting to see. And, and I think potential-wise, what we saw on Friday should, again, we're talking about Ticats fans getting excited, getting pumped up. Uh, what we saw on Friday should, should give uh, Ticats fans a real optimism for the second half of the season. For sure. I, I have so much confidence in the defense. I'm almost surprised when there's multiple first downs on a drive against them and and if on short yardage, the other team, I'm not surprised if the Ticats defense stops them every time. I'm more surprised when they, they do get that third and in inches. That's they're, they're just so solid. 
Um, Kariel Brooks uh, coming in, we knew he was good. We knew he was one of the best in the secondary in the league, but he's just really hasn't missed a beat after missing, uh, you know, the first five, six games, whatever it was. And uh, he's been crucial. Simone Lawrence, he was hurt. He came back. He had a big game. I thought Siante Evans had a, uh, uh, an interception. They obviously called that back on a defensive pass interference, but that would have been a big turnover. He continues to knock the ball down, leading the CFL in knockdowns. So it it's, it's fun to watch the defense. I, I, I have no, no problem when they're on the field. I'm more surprised if the other team's offense is successful. So yeah, defense is, has been the, the backbone of the team so far this year. Hasn't, hasn't faltered, in my opinion. And I think that's a credit to the, the Ticats defense because we did see a few drives that the Argos were a little more mechanical in getting down the field. But the adjustments that they were able to make, and this goes back to what we talked about off the top, this team made adjustments and, and they came out in the fourth quarter. How big of a momentum push do you think this is for the Cats? You know, they're at three and six, not where they want to be. But the first half of the season is behind them now. They can look at, you know, the next few weeks. Season doesn't start till Labor Day. Such a cliche, but it's so true for a reason. Uh, how do you feel like the Ticats can use the momentum from this win moving forward? Well, if they didn't win that game on Friday, I think uh, Labor Day is maybe too late to uh, mm-hmm. say the, the season starts then. Uh, I was thinking about it this morning. You get to the midway point at the start of the season before the Tiger Cats ever played a game. If you were told they were going to be three and six, you might cringe and think, oh, this probably is not going to be a good season. <laughs> so they are three and six. That's the reality. However, the East Division has really helped them out. They're in second place due to the, you know, the win against Montreal. They get another chance against Montreal, and that would really solidify things on Saturday with a victory. But right on Toronto's heels, I, I think that's a massive victory over the Argos. Um, I thought it was pretty interesting that the Argos on the last play of the game kicked the field goal. So Ryan Dinwiddie, obviously thinking this is going to be a close series and points for and against may, may play a factor. So probably a good coaching move to get those points, but it's, I think it's massive. They, they answered a lot of the questions that were, were haunting them going into a lot of the games, you know, no Dane Evans. Uh, They managed to keep things simple. I really like what Matt Schiltz did he didn't hang on to the ball very long. It was a couple of steps back. He either threw it or ran it or, or scrambled. Um, you know, they did get the the one turnover. I, I did some calculations on that too, Louie. And <laughs> between fumbles and interceptions, there's been 23 of them this season. 61% of the time, teams are scoring points off of those fumbles or interceptions. So it just, just seems if the Tiger Cats make a mistake, it burns them. But they were able to overcome that and and get the victory play well in the second half so many positives and and beating the argos and being right in the mix again i i think it is a big momentum victory for them three and six nine games down nine games to go and uh, we're, we're fortunate to get to have you uh call them uh, the rest of the way and uh, hopefully right up through the great cup rj always appreciate checking in with you thanks for doing this 
Oh, thanks, Louie, and always good chatting with you, too. My thanks to RJ Broadhead for joining me, and my thanks to you for tuning in, because uh, if, if you didn't tune in, it would just be me talking into a microphone by myself to myself. So thank you. We really do appreciate it. Make sure to like and subscribe to the Ticats Audio Network so you never miss an episode. Ticats fans, it's time to ride on our strength. From now until October 13th, purchase four eligible Hercules passenger or light truck tires to receive a $100 Ticats rewards card and be entered to win our road trip sweepstakes available at participating Active Green and Ross Ontario locations or visit HerculesTires.com slash AGR rewards. All right, that'll do it for us today. We are back tomorrow from practice. Same time, same place here on the Ticats Audio Network. I'm Lee Butko, hoping you have a great Monday. Ticats today can be heard every weekday and we would like to hear from you. Email us at gameday at ticats.ca. Have a question or an opinion? We want to hear it. That's gameday at ticats.ca. Subscribe to the Ticats Audio Network on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.